Hey guys, talk to talk. Hey, hey guys, talk. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to uh, um, spending money on cardboard. My name is Jason E. I'm, I'm here to tell you all about uh, how how you can really lose your entire life savings to Magic the Gathering within <laughs> only a couple of days. Uh, here with me today is Jarrell Ruloff. Yeah, I'm broke. As shit. Yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, uh, and then uh, uh, David Escavel, big scumbag. Everyone yeah. say hi. Everyone say hi. Hi, David. hi. I'll shake your hand, but it's kind of filthy. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, welcome to How to Waste Money on Cardboard, our edit, very edit, first cut, podcast. Cut, edit that out. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm this is going to be good. Oh, right, <laughs> it's go pretty go pieces of cardboard. Come on. How do you justify spending $80 on a card that at we'll, least doesn't look pretty? We'll put that in subscript. Pretty cardboard. <laughs> pretty cardboard. <laughs> All right. So, yes, welcome to our very first podcast, How to Waste Money on Cardboard, episode one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um. So uh. Hi. Uh. Yeah. So I'm. My name's Jason Eves. I'm 22 years old. Uh. I'm a server at an Asian restaurant. Uh, it's it's a really great way to get um. Tips to uh to to just waste like instantly on standard uh, packs. Anyways, my favorite colors uh, to play are red and white. I'm a big Boros fan. Uh, I play a lot of standard. I love to make new standard decks. I have six standard decks with me right now. Um, I also really like playing Commander or EDH. Uh, my uh, favorite deck that I've ever played has got to be a mono blue one uh, revolving around Quest for Ula's Temple. It was like just just sea monsters everywhere. It was awesome. Anyways, um, I really typically play uh, aggro decks unless I'm, you know, got standard or whatever where it's just gimmicky. Um, <laughs> my favorite cards are probably Gisela Blade of Gold Knight, obviously, because, you know, I'm a big Boros fan, and I really love Eldrazi Conscription. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good card. All right, Jarrell, go ahead and right. give us so, a little introduction. My name is Jarrell. I'm 21. I've been playing at least seven plus years. Currently, I'm working as a service rider at a motorcycle department full time, simply so I can afford these horrible, horrible things. <laughs> my favorite colors is everything but green. I started playing green a lot when I first started. Now I just can't stand it. <laughs> Don't know why. How do you just play control decks? I play <laughs> modern and I like legacy. My favorite decks so far have been Grixis Twin and Storm. Favorite decks are combo or control. I don't really enjoy aggro very much. And I don't really have many favorite cards. <laughs> there's just so many that you love, right? There's, there's too damn many. All right, everybody. My name is David. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I'm a student and filmmaker. Uh, I've been playing since around 2009, I think. <laughs> On and off. A little, couple breaks. <laughs> couple breaks in between. Uh, my favorite colors. Uh, I can't narrow it down to one, so probably like... I really I really do love Esper. So uh, probably Esper is my favorite color combo. Uh, my favorite m formats are definitely Modern and Draft. Uh, my favorite deck is my Modern Mill deck, because uh, Mill is the very first thing I ever made <laughs> when we started in what... Return to Ravnica yeah. block. <laughs> My favorite playstyle is aggro, so it's kind of funny that you're like, I don't like aggro. <laughs> I don't like playing aggro, That's man. definitely my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite cards, probably Death Shadow. 
Gross. <laughs> uh, just a cool card. Some other hobbies. I like to write a little bit. Uh, I skate around a little bit uh, and enjoy filmmaking, like I said before. All right. Awesome. Uh, thanks, David, for that uh, for rousing speech. Yeah, for, uh, for that, <laughs> Shut up. Just going on forever. Gotta start um, I, I didn't mention, by the way, they, Jarell and David both said that they've been playing since Return to Ravnica. Um, I started a lot later. I, um, I, my yeah. first set that I started playing in was uh, Origins. And uh, first pre-release I went to was Battle for Zendikar, so around that time. Um, but I've probably spent the most out of all three of us here on seal product i've spent several thousand dollars on just packs and boxes yeah you, you like sealed product i don't buy sealed product as much anymore i'm more focused on trying to get the singles that's you know that's <clears throat> at some point you can you know you got to do that if you're gonna be playing like modern or anything but i really love you know i love drafting i love and i love making stupid little decks in the standard format um I, you know and it's just like uh, i don't know I think I think I think there's something to be said about about the the joy of opening a pack and seeing what you got rather than buying a card for 15 bucks and then beginning oh look I got my death shadow or whatever that yeah. addictive ink smell when you first open the pack yeah it's like buying a lottery ticket and you never know what you're gonna get that's Except exactly that you always win <laughs> and that's exactly why we're playing pack wars right now as we speak so. yeah we're playing uh, pack wars we're using um, some really really cheap packs from Fate Reforged uh, actually I'm gonna be starting us off uh, so here we go all right I'll play plates Crap my hand. Go for it, buddy. All right. Island pass. Oh, great. It's a great island. You know what? Island. Out of the turn one plays, uh, playing an island, turn one, that's probably the worst sign you can possibly have when you're playing somebody. Look, look, (laughs) maybe I have a counter, maybe I don't. We'll find this out. Untapped island pass. Yeah, untapped island pass. Uh, Well, you know that in my my first, the first time I ever played... um, the first time I ever played in a like a in like a, a, a game night or whatever, I was playing a home brutal Drazi deck and I played a Ayavugan uh, turn one and the other guy <laughs> swore at me and then he forfeited or whatever. Holy um, crap! And uh, Wait, that was, was that? my that was at uh, at Channel Fireball. That uh, was my first experience with Magic uh, in a competitive format and is probably one of the reasons I don't like it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be playing uh, Soul Summons really quick. Manifest the top card of your library. Uh, you know that's when uh, that Eldrazi deck. Broke yeah, out, huh? that, was, that was just about when, when, yeah, when people were suddenly like, "Ooh, Eldrazi mimic for free!" Right Ooh. before yeah. the ban, exactly. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why that guy was so salty. Right and, uh, that's, that's a good topic, though. Jason. Our first Magic tournament. Well, you know, <laughs> that was the first time I ever, I'd ever really like uh, dealt with somebody. Like that, and I don't think I've dealt with anybody like that afterwards. But it still just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's the reason I'm not a big fan of the competitive scene, but yeah, not a big deal. So, my first <clears throat> tournament experience was back in Return to Ravnica. Our friend Sean had a shop open called ZB Toys. We went there for the very first time. Standard deck. I didn't know anything about tournaments. No one told me the rules. I didn't even know a sideboard existed. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. Remember when I tried to put ten lands in my sideboard? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, swing for two at the edge or other. Ah, all right, nineteen. But the first deck I ever played was an Orzhov Extort deck. Still brings nightmares to some people. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> shit. That was. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Still brings nightmares. Black white. The days of black white. Black white life gain dying. Yeah. Just, just constant Brain. dying. Taxes. Black white taxes. Yeah. Your turn. So brings up the next question. My one, my favorite card from back then was one thousand lashes. <laughs> Because you can run... Which one was that again? You target creature can't attack or block, and activated abilities can't be activated, and on their upkeep, their controller loses a life. Hmm. So, it was three mana, one black, one white, and a colorless. Is And you can run four of those and four pacifisms in the same deck. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> I really liked when you put that uh, freaking... Oh, that lion. Oh. Which one was it? That one that's like... Was that... From Dar- Theros, from Theros block. Yeah, Fleece Main Line. Fleece Main Line. That's when I turned the deck into Abzan. That was a really good and addition. And I spent an absorbent amount on Sea Dryness. <laughs> Theros is also a pretty cheap set, actually, That's which is kind of funny because I'm thinking of getting into some because I definitely uh, and drastically need some Brimaz Kingdom Rescos cards. And nobody <laughs> has any <laughs> to, to, to give to me. So I'm going to just have to buy my own. Uh, what else is from Theros? Anyway, that'd be really worth it to buy in, Sealed. In Theros, the, well, we got the gods and then we got Brimaz. Which one had the temples? <coughs> Did they all have temples? I don't know. Ones? Was that Born of the Gods or Journey into Nick? That was all of them, I think. All of them had a temple? I think all of them had different, you know, the different colored you know temples. Like, only, like they do. But there's only ten temples and there's three sets. Three sets. So... One of them just had must have had like one more or something. I wasn't. A, I, I I don't even. I'm not a fan I, of the scry temple thing. Scry, the when Theros, scry lands. When Theros was they were nice. introduced, I didn't like Theros. I said I really did not like so, Theros. Hooded assassin with one plus one plus counter and Jason. Yeah, yeah, Theros was. Remember we didn't like Theros. We didn't like Theros, and then time. we didn't realize Thoughtseize was reprinted, and now we really really yeah, regret the, that we never bought any Thoughtseizes. Yeah, we weren't really in. We weren't in modern yet. We weren't in modern or any kind of competitive format. We're yeah. just like, oh my god, look we at these cards. Let's build decks. Yeah, we didn't know really what where we were. <laughs> oh, I wish I would remember. Early days. Yeah. Started at like near the end of the original Innistrad. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and test stop playing five here. If I'd have known that, I would pick up so many snapcasters. Playing my elite scale guard, bolstering to uh, over here creatures. on this manifest. Oh my god, yeah, Jarrell's not played a single thing. Ah, <laughs> you guys said no mulligans. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and swing for four at yeah, uh, Jarrell. What? Yeah, I'm uh, really picking on Jarrell because he said he didn't like aggro earlier. It's, it's true, I don't like aggro. <laughs> Come back to buy him and put. Yeah, and, uh, they turn the. So now he gets to deal with my aggro. Uh, <laughs> My aggressive nature here. Anyways, too bad. Go for it, your turn. <laughs> You're a monster. All right, so I know we already talked a little bit today, Jason, because you didn't want to wait. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. So what about so, what? About the new the oh, spoilers about, about from, 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 from Monket. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, I really love Standard, and so I am way into all of the new sets that come out. Um, and Amonkhet is being spoiled right now. Today we got a good look at a bunch of, uh, really this is our, our first look at some, some of the bigger rares. We got um, even Mind Sensor a couple days ago, but now we have uh, this first god uh, from the god cycle that so many people have um, been predicting for Amonkhet. And it was really interesting. It's a, it's a red, it's a red uh, four drop. It's a five four. Uh, I don't remember what the name of it is. Something, a uh, god of 
fervent. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah, and uh, she's got she's got like haste, and she can't attack unless there's no cards in your hand, and has the ability to like deal damage to people by discarding a card and paying three. Has and that is awesome. I am loving the way that these cards are, are coming together. There are so many cards in the set that have like cycle and uh, and di- and discard another card and benefits that come off of those. There are cards that say like whenever you cycle or discard a card, put a minus one minus one counter on something. I'm loving this. This looks like it's going to be a really like a lot of synchrony uh, synchronization amongst decks here, and I'm really looking forward to it. So personally, I really enjoy it just because you get to discard a card and deal some damage. It really works with madness. You can do really black red vampires and mix it with an ammo cut. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, if, yeah, that's actually that's actually a good point. I really love mixing like the standard uh, yeah. the cards and standards together. So the fact that we might still have shadows over Innistrad in here and Eldritch Moon to, to get some madness cards in here, especially yeah. with the red discard and the black well, discard. You get the cycle too, to so that counts as your madness cost. So well, you have to discard it. So now. You just have to cycle and draw. Yeah, I really like the cycling coming back. Cycling, yeah, cycling is a big thing. I've noticed we we gotta we gotta look at five new lands, five new dual lands. Yes, those have, are huge. I think I think those are awesome. I don't like them. You don't like yeah. why? Because of the cycling. I, just don't, I don't like the fact that I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Okay. I mean, it's nice that you can search because they have the land types that you can fetch them. Yeah, which is really cool. But they do come in tapped, and I mean. Scapeshift got a power up. Well, I, I suppose. I don't know. We have another mountain, so now Plus, I, I hate run. modern, so scapeshift. Screw scapeshift. Hey. I'm hey. Just <laughs> All right. But, um. Yeah, those lands. Fetchable. And with the cycling. Fetchable and the, cycling, so. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they come in tap, but I mean, what doesn't? A certain decks get power spike thrones. I'm definitely going to run some in scapeshift simply because it's an extra mountain. So, uh, you know what I actually thought was pretty neat in the new spoils yeah, was yeah. that flame blade adept. Oh, with the disc, the, disca- the discard, the one drop with the discard and gets like plus two plus zero or something. Yeah, whenever you cycle or discard a card, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's plus it's, one plus zero. It's the exact kind of stuff that works with that god so well, which is probably why they spoiled them on the same day, like right after another. Yeah, true. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that kind of stuff. I noticed also in the news in the new spoils that there's a lot of minus one minus one counters, which is interesting because right now in standard, a big deck has to do with uh, doubling the counters that you have. It's got like it's got like a hardened scales and, and and coiling or what is it coiling. I don't know coiling, some, some coiling, snake that doubles the counters that come in, that when counters are placed on a, a creature you control. Coiling which, oracle is that? Co- yeah, coiling. Is no, that no, the one no, that does no, that not, or is that different? Oracle, it's, a different it's, card uh, it's like something constrictor, winding constrictor. That's what it is. Winding it's a green constrictor. black, and it doubles uh, whenever a counter is placed <coughs> on your creature you control. It doubles that counter, which is really funny because now when you get minus one minus one counters, you'll be getting two uh, on anything as long counters. as you have that out. <laughs> a great counter to this ridiculously overused deck that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that Wither gets spoiled in the next part of M1 Uh it, it, we, Yeah, Wither might like be the black seen. zombies could always have Wither. So it could chance. be coming That'd back. Be, yeah. yeah. Speaking uh, that of that, makes sense with the flavor. Zombies. There's a white zombie buff. Oh, I did. No, I noticed that too. I noticed uh, that too. Yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. white zombies. Yeah, I, I hope so. I noticed that. Uh, not only was there like a was there was there a buff for zombies, um, but it was like a reference to the god. I think we're going to get a lot of white zombies. Yeah, that's going to be weird. That's going to be interesting. That's really cool because that fits with the other big keyword that they revealed, uh, Embalm. Embalm, yeah. And that's, is that mostly white? Embalm, uh, I've only seen it on white cards so far. 
Yeah, so that would make sense. Had one, didn't it? But yeah. uh, what Embalm is, is it's basically like Unearth, but rather than, you know, returning a card to the field for a turn, you're returning a, like a copy of that card to the field for good, but it's also a zombie. Yeah. Um, and that's really interesting, uh, on top of the fact that you also are exiling that card from your um, from your graveyard. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it's what's interesting about that particular um, embalming thing is the amount of cards that you're going to have that are zombies in, like, white and black, and that's exactly why I think it's interesting. And oh, why white and black zombies. White, zombies. white <laughs> black zombies. Ooh. White, black, white, black, blue. I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. It looks interesting. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where they go with that. Yeah, and then did you notice how the zombies look, too? The I mean, they zo- look just, they're just mummies, really. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other thing we probably need to talk about it for the standard coming up is the way they're designing the new double cards. Oh, the the um, you mean the aftermath cards? Yeah. yeah how is that? Aftermath? How is that working out? Like, so uh, what is the aftermath? Aftermath is a new uh, is a new little uh, little thing that goes okay. on here that you use a card and then you can cast its aftermath. Like yeah. You cast it for its aftermath cost from yeah, your graveyard. And you get a different effect, and yeah. And it has a totally different effect usually. So we've got we've seen two so far, uh Dusk and Dawn and then some black green one. Destin yeah, Destin to Destin Lee. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking at right now. Um which is really interesting. Now the the, the way the art is on that is very I don't know. I don't like how it looks, but it's kind I of annoying. Yeah. I understand why they did it. It's supposed to be like so that when you're looking at it in your hand, you can see the part that you can cast, and then when it's in your graveyard, you can turn it to the side a little bit, yeah. So you can see the card that you can cast from your graveyard. But that's, I mean, I'm assuming that's what the, the idea was. Yeah, I guess it is. That's everybody's graveyard is sideways. Well, I'm, but maybe yeah, but still, um, the, uh, they look kind of interesting. I love Dusk and Dawn. White weenies is gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great card for maybe white a, weenies. Maybe white zombies. Oh. Oh, yeah, exactly. And anoint your priest. Which one is that? Which one was that? Whenever a creature trophy enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life with Embalm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many tokens can you create in a small amount of time? (laughs) Is really the question here. We've, yeah, well, and then every, within bomb too, within bomb that would be nice also. The, yeah, the fact that it's gotten bomb is what really makes it useful because I mean, it's, it yeah. just keeps coming back. Yeah, the so thing I've noticed it's a two mana for a one three. What's the problem I have with bomb? Uh, so far is the fact that everything is a token and tokens are just so easy to get rid of uh, just by returning a token to your hand or flickering a token it's gone yeah. and that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer especially if you have to exile something from your graveyard to get it out well, how many flicker cards are there currently in standard uh, is there a decent I don't think they're really small? I mean I mean there's still a couple of spirit flickering is... from Eldritch Moon Shadows of Innistrad yeah so um, and then of course we have the beautiful uh, stupid standard deck that revolves around Felidar flickering Sahili Rai. Well, cool. yeah, but that's a, that's Splinter Twin in a nutshell, right? But there. they still have the point is that there are there is flicker that people will have. So embalming might not be as strong as you would want it to be because you embalm it, they just flicker it. Oh, well, unless they unless well, I'm sure there's something they'll, they'll they'll release something that that makes it more interesting. I think. No. Whenever Amon Cat comes out, what cycles up? I don't remember. Uh, when Amon Cat comes out, the last well, let's see, the battle. last, the oldest set in standard right now, I think, is Battle for Zendikar. Battle for Zendikar. So that, gets, that gets rotated out, doesn't it? I don't. I don't know. I still haven't figured out the Here. new rotation stuff. <laughs> uh, so when Amon Cat gets released, we lose Battle for Zendikar. That's yeah. the next of it. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was. I, I thought. Yeah. So you lose Belladar Sovereign. Although it says, oh, well. it says until quarter four until, of 2017. Yeah, so does quarter four count for Amon Cat and Hour of Devastation, the second half of Amon Cat? 
Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, so I would assume that we would have. I would assume that we don't cycle up for a while because yeah, you want to cycle one at a time. They cycle two at a time now. Yeah. So oh, okay, once, okay. So once the second set comes out. So Ammon Cat will be with Battle for Zendikar, which gives me the one thing: you now have a three mana gain six life. <laughs> what's that? Oh, oh what's I, that? I thought it was. Oh yeah, it's three mana, and then you can do the two to draw a card. Speed. Three mana instant speed. You gain six life, or if you cycle it, you gain two. Yeah, um, you gain two and you draw a card. The, still, the, right? The amount of yeah. The amount of overlooked white and black life gain in standard <clears throat> is uh, pretty impressive, actually. There's a lot of good stuff in there that people just don't make decks out of, uh, which it's is kind tough. of interesting. It's tough to make a deck I out mean, of the life tough, game. It's tough, but I mean, like, things Felidar like... Sovereign. We've got things like... Yeah, yeah we've got Felidar Sovereign. Sovereign. We've got things like Peace of Mind. We've got Ailey, you have all Eternal the, Pilgrim. You have all the black and white allies, too. Which one's Peace of Mind? Each of them yeah, uh, Peace of Mind is, a, is an enchantment from um, Eldritch Moon that has a pay one... Or whatever, pay white, and then discard a card, gain three life. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. which will also work well. It's with incredibly good. Cards. I really love it. It works so well with madness and whatnot that was already yeah. released in that. We've yeah. got Ailey, Eternal Pilgrim, which has that yeah. beautiful. Uh, if you have ten more life than your starting life, you can just <laughs> exile crap. That's hilarious. Um, we've got, of course, we've got Felidar Sovereign. That very clearly they might have. They, I think they were trying to push a life gain uh, that didn't get that nobody ever picked up. Go ahead, draw. All right, and. Um, I mean, it's 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 kind of interesting. Uh, we've we've still got like Chaplain's Blessing or whatever it is that gives you five life. Is that the one thing? I think so. Yeah. Three mana gain five. Or no, four it's mana a one mana gain five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. That one's yeah, pretty. You, know, you can just pump yourself full of life gain spells at this point. Drop Felidar Sovereign and unload in the turn. But he's a what six drop? Felidar Sovereign's like a five or five six drop, drop, and it has to stay on the field till the end of the turn. Which is yeah, which is the yeah, tough so part. You, just, you do it on your instep. Yeah, and you gotta wait till turn five, so you gotta stay alive and keep that amount of life. Well, no, you don't, because you have a one mana gain five, and you have a two mana, no, three mana gain six. So you just kind of try and hoard, I would think. Well, I'm, what I'm seeing here, what I'm seeing is an easy way to get to like fifty here. life and use that extremely interesting card from Kaladesh, uh, the Ether Flux Reservoir, or whatever it is. The, oh. the one that says pay fifty life, deal fifty damage. Yeah, that's a that's right. Too. That thing that I've never seen used ever yet, and I, people were like. Oh, I'm going to use that in Commander. I have not seen that, but uh, still an interesting card, at least. Yeah. Some life gain in there somewhere. Anything else you guys have been seeing in the, in the, the new uh, spoils um, that you wanted to talk about? Not in the new spoils. I still got a couple that I liked. Maybe some older ones. What, uh, what else did you like? Um, one of the cards that I really liked was this new green rare that is like a tiny Surak Dragon Claw. I oh the yeah this little the like, snake the snake, cat snake. snake cat thing yeah that one actually serpapard yeah that one's pretty cool yeah, Sir, serpapard I don't know that's probably how you pronounce it uh, I'm gonna do the same thing it's like a leopard and a serpent being that's really good I just it's within bolt range so it's it's, a, it's it's not modern useful it's a four three also though for three that's pretty that's pretty good. And creature spells you control can't be countered, so if you can give everything hexproof or shroud, drop it, you're fine. But the issue I would be having is it's just perfectly within bolt range, so it's not going to be too strong. Standard, it will be strong. There's not much burn in standard. Yeah, is there any like is there is there any really good three mana? You, no, three you mana burn. Fling now. I mean, it. not three mana, but three there's, toughness there's burn. There's still some really good burn point. in standard. Um, especially in energy decks, but um, I mean, I don't think there's enough to make it to 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 be a big threat. So we we already see uh, white zombies and bomb being a thing. What other? Uh... What other things are we looking at? Yeah. What other? I'm, I'm, um... I'm, I think they're they're kind of pushing a cat tribal. 
You think? I think so. I've seen well, a lot cats, of cat guards. There's a lot of cats and jackals. Yeah, cats are big in Egypt, so jackals, I guess that makes sense. Cats, I like jackals. Yeah, I like the jackals too. I think, yeah. I think I see a lot of jackals and a lot of cats. That's that's what I remember. Um, there was there was one thing that I really thought was cool. There was an enchantment, a one drop white enchantment in the new spoils for today, at least actually uh, called like cartouche of the I don't know cartouche of solidarity. Uh, I guess that's what it's called. And I was <laughs> I, I was like that's a one drop that gives you plus one plus one in vigilance or something as well as a or plus one plus one and something else as well as a, a, a creature token yeah that is an incredibly good one drop yes yeah, holy so- moly on top of the fact that it's got this new type of enchantment it's a cartouche where another card oh, yeah, yeah. This blue card next to it has or a an effect that affects uh, whenever a cartouche comes into comes into play i am excited to see this because this that is some that is great value out of a single uh, <coughs> white and some uh, interesting new uh, uh, developments for our uh, enchantment players i'm, I'm curious looking to see forward to it curious to see what other cartouches there are it's probably going to be one for each color i'm, ass- yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be one for each color one for each of the gods cuz i know i know that the um, the white god is the god of solidarity we've seen that in the um, flavor texts so there's probably going to be one for each god um but okay so yeah that uh that cartouche of solidarity the text on that is going to read uh enchant creature you control when cartouche of solidarity enters the battlefield create a one one white warrior creature token with vigilance and enchant creature gets plus one plus one and has first strike that is for one yeah for one that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff going on <laughs> uh and that blue card you're talking about next to it is going to be trial of knowledge and yeah, that's uh, whenever Trial of Knowledge enters the battlefield, draw three cards, then discard a card. And when a cartouche enters the battlefield under your control, return Trial of Knowledge to its owner's hand. <laughs> Which that's is pretty sweet. Right? It's an enchantment. It costs four, so it's a little it's pricey, a little but, costly, but, but it's showing us that we we're going to have some some. We're gonna have a whole cycle of cartouches. We're gonna have yeah, yeah. we're gonna have some and interaction between cartouches and other things. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and they do have dual land, so a three to four color deck isn't that bad of an idea. It's my turn. Yeah, go for it. Oh, what do you guys think of the black card, Archfiend of Ifnir? Is which, which one? one is, oh, that's the one that whenever a, a minus one, one counter goes on, right? No, whenever you cycle or discard a card. You put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponent controls. Yeah, that's that's okay, that's the okay. kind of stuff that I'm loving. The, um, it's the, a <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's, it's perfect. It's gonna fit so well with that with like uh, the red with uh, that um, red god. All of this just beautiful, uh, just working Synergy. together. Uh, the red and the black. They're gonna they're just gonna the cycling and the discarding are gonna go hand in hand while you slowly decimate all of your opponents. It's gonna be awesome. I'm cool. loving the amount of like uh, sync. That we've seen now, so far. I think so far we only have one dragon spoiled, right? Uh, yeah, that one that's actually yeah. right next to it on the spoiler on Mythic Spoiler. So Glorybringer, Glorybringer yeah. has a new also has a one of the new uh, uh, keywords. It says exert. It? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and exert. What exert means is that when a card is exerted, it does not untap during its controller's next untap step. Yeah. Uh, something we've seen previously on a couple cards, um, and we saw recently on Citrus Graft, which. Uh, is a is an is a artifact um, equipment that increases uh, you know your power and toughness a lot, but makes it so you can't attack the next turn after you attack. This uh, I found uh, was really easy to overcome with vigilance. So <laughs> if you get vigilance on your glory bringer, you've got some intense like that's just you're you're doing the four damage without yeah. having to to actually deal with the problem with exert because exert does not mm-hmm. say you have to tap. Yeah, it does not. All it, all all exert says when it attacks. Yeah, is, is that, <laughs> so it doesn't untap. Is that it doesn't untap in the next untap step? I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, go to uh, that's combat. just brutal with vigilance. Sorry. 
Oh, I was gonna mention it really quick though. It says target non-dragon, so we might be getting a dragon of each color, or maybe a few more dragons in the set. Possibly, yeah. You have Which, to pay, uh... if you think about it. It says non-dragon, so you there has to be other dragons, or it's just gonna hit everything in the format. Didn't we have enough dragons recently? We always yeah. with well, dragons we, and target. We get dragons in every set. Anyway, there's always at least. Yeah, I mean we got like there's three, always a couple. Well, we've got like this one pulled up Nicol Bolas in it. Yeah, so you know. Oh, so true. obviously there's gonna be we're dragons. Gonna have dragons. dragons. That's right. That's right. Um, but I'm just curious. It's a five mana four four flying haste that deals four damage to non dragon. Creature. Yeah, like it's already that's already pretty decent. Just the body for the. It's a five mana four four haste. If it was a four mana four four haste and it just had fours all over the card. That'd be I'd decent. It'd be I'd like be a lot happier. That's like a, that's a pretty good bomb. It's not bad. It's not bad as a five drop. But yeah, it's if it's it nice. It's nice. That's ridiculous. So, in terms of a uh, different format going into modern, have you guys seen anything about the new storm build? Uh, no. I hate Storm, so <laughs> I know. I'm Storm, just gonna say Storm is like Storm is like, like I hate the, Storm. <laughs> that's how people. That's what people play when they don't want to actually play against the other deck. They just want to play with themselves. So playing Storm is wacky, like wacky, playing wacky, solitaire. Wacky, 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 wacky. That's not what I meant. So <laughs> playing Storm, is like playing solitaire. <laughs> so what I was gonna mention is you now have a second Goblin Electromancer in the deck. The deck is now winning I'll about thirty percent on turn three. Like, but yeah, let's the everything. reason why I'm mentioning it is because what do you think they're going to ban from Storm this time? <laughs> uh, well, what the heck? I don't know. Storm Storm's got got hit hard recently. Anyways, I don't think it's, this. It's I don't think it's going to get banned. They just it's, don't it's, want it to be a good deck no, or something. It, right now, it's winning about thirty percent on turn three consistently. Really? So yeah. Well, what's what's new in it? Baral. The new Baral Chief of Compliance. It's a second it your, it, Yeah, it makes your instance and sorceries cost less. And when you counter a spell, it lets you draw a card or something. So it's once again within their turn the turn radius that they don't want any deck to have. Yeah. So yeah. something's gonna get hit. Mo yeah, I think for modern, isn't it supposed to typically be like turn four? Turn four, turn, yeah. four cons turn four consistency is what they want, not turn three. Yeah, so I don't understand why they uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna hit storm, I don't understand why they're hitting storm when Infect can still win on turn two. Yeah. <laughs> I know they really this haven't done I much. I hate modern. <laughs> I do not like playing modern anymore. <laughs> they have not done much to combat. They're just Infect. there's just such a, a ridiculous difference in the power of some decks this. as well as the fact that you just can't play you know your homebrews and expect them to win in modern unless you unless your homebrew is already very close to something in the meta it just yeah. it's that's what i don't like about it that's why i like standard everything's pretty uh, closer in power so your homebrews actually stand a chance of doing something yeah i, I I think so, it's just a combination of the cards being around for less time, so people aren't as familiar with them as they would be with modern cards. And plus, definitely, you yeah. have you have less time with the cards, so I mean, less time to think about what you want to do with them. The other card that's now in Storm is actually Gifts Ungiven, so they, yeah. might, they might just end up banning Gifts at this point. I would love for them to ban Gifts. I am so sick of huh. seeing Elish Norns. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's like if Gifts Ungiven gets banned, you deal with the new Storm problem. You no longer have to deal with random crap because Elish Norn isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with Elish Norn is, is, is difficult, uh, to say the least. Um, I'm gonna do raids. That means on barrel rights would be absolutely worthless, wouldn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Elish Norn would. And if Elish Norn isn't going into your, your graveyard anymore. No. No reason to pull it back. No. And nobody's gonna be casting it for that 7 drop from there. <laughs> no. Hell no. All right. So. What other decks use Gifts Ungiven? Isn't there like an Asperger Gifts deck? 
I think so, actually. I don't remember. I don't remember what else they do if they run with it, though. I haven't. It's give some given. No, nobody knows what it does. So, Jarell, I'm curious. When you make a deck, because I know you play a lot of modern, mm-hmm. do you typically go off what like the the, the deck lists online say, or do you like to make decks from scratch? It's depending on the situation. Uh, okay, if tell me about it. I'm building a deck from scratch. I'm going to look for a general idea or a card I really like and build around it. Okay, that's yeah, that's kind of how I do it too. When I, when I don't I, like net decking, but. <laughs> I don't. I don't like looking at deck lists. It makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like I have no creativity. So I mentioned that I really like standard, and one of the best things, that, one of the you know things that I do when I make a deck in standard is I make a deck over the new keywords or new, uh, uh, you know, new, uh, what do you call those? Just things that happen, right? So I can't like, remember the term either. I don't. I can't uh, like <laughs> the term. With key- oh wait, what did you say? Um, so I've, I've made a you know I made a like mono green deck and such. I uh, all about the actual terms are emerge. So I made like an emerge deck. Oh, you mean uh, the keywords is it's not just the, 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 whatever they call it something else. With the, the with the themes Go that they're going for. Yeah, so I made an emerge deck. I made an energy deck. I made a teamer energy deck that was really fun to play. Um, I have I made a vehicles deck that was uh, mono red, fun to play as well. Um, and really, what's interesting is that like all of these standard decks, you know, they they vary in power. But they're they're just so fun to play. Like you get to experience the new uh, the new what all this new stuff that's going on, and you get to like really get to know the new sets. And that's that's what that's what I think is really fun about playing standard. Any decks you're building right now, Jason? Um, right now, I'm actually working on the first modern deck that I've been done I've done in a long time. It's a uh, Boros, which is my favorite colors. Uh, I wanted to try a new homebrew, which is what I almost always do. Um, I mentioned I needed Brimaz. That's coming for a, a for this interesting red white weenie deck that I'm making. Uh, okay. About we've got like impact tremors, and then uh, the new Hanware. No, no Perforos, but I'm I'm going to be playing the Hanware Garrison and Hanware Battlement, the one that the one from Eldritch Moon that creates two humans, one of the attacks, as yeah. well as things like Hero of Bladehold, which also creates two humans, Brimaz, which creates a cat, of course, one of the attacks or blocks. Oh uh, a lot of these things that just create creatures over and over again. Um, and I'm, I'm looking just the, you're gonna try to flood the board kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's gonna. I'm, I'm interested in uh, uh, in uh, how well impact tremors will work for me. What about launch the fleet? Uh, I don't know what that one does. Explain. Um, here, let me look it up. I know it creates a lot of one-one soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, right? Yeah. Uh, launch the fleet. Mana cost is one white. Strive. Launch the fleet costs one more to cast for each target beyond the first. Whenever this creature attacks, you put a 1-1 white soldier creature token into the battlefield tapped and attacking. Nice, nice. That's actually really... Uh, yeah, so that's the thing, that, that whenever this attacks, tapped and attacking. I like that. If it's sorcery, so you'd have to cast yeah. it before combat, but if you're swinging with that many creatures, I doubt you care anyway. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. The, the idea is just to, like, swing and get the creatures to appear, because the mm. damage from, from impact tremors can actually add up pretty quickly. I've done an impact tremors deck before uh, with goblins, and it worked pretty well, actually. I really enjoyed uh, just the, the the how quickly you could burn somebody down just by playing Impact Tremors, playing a bunch of goblins, and then maybe some Thunderous Wrath there and there. Um, Miracles. <laughs> Miracle. Um, uh, nobody nobody really wanted to use. So the next question is going to be for David. What? What's is there any, David, did you study? Is there any text that you have been wanting to build or trying to build right now? Uh, I still want to build my way in Frontier a little more, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know how that's 
format's taken off or not. Um, <laughs> doesn't really. I haven't heard much about it lately, so I don't think people are really playing it too much. But it is on MTG Goldfish, so yeah. So if they at least have decklists. At stuff least a there. little. I mean, it's it has to be big. You know, like it has to get to a certain point to be on there. Not a whole lot of formats are on there. When we were playing modern constantly, we were always talking about how expensive Goblin guides are. You want to buy any now that they're actually yeah. reprinted? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, what, is there, what did the price go down to? They're about twenty bucks right now, or, and I've got a couple at home. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure. A place at a Goblin Guide is seventy four bucks. I did want to play Night Burn at one point, yep. but I don't know. I haven't been spending as much money on cards lately, so. Wait, why does Naya Burn run Scalding Tarn? That's dumb. <laughs> wow. Because they can. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so they can show off their money. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> oh, Merfolk is back on the list. You know, actually, speaking of those fetch, oh, look at those, this, uh, those fetch lands, there's a there's a land card that I really love that I've never seen see a lot of play. Uh, it's the it's the Murmuring Bosque. It's a forest that can tap for black and white as well if you have a tree folk out. Why what? don't people play that card? Wait, that is such a good card. Give me the card list. I would love to play a little Lumberdog. Let's Mur do this. Yeah, no, right? There has to be a tree folk deck. Mur yeah, Murmuring Bosque. We should just make that. Somebody should just make that. I guess that's Jarrell's department. Dude, guess how much playset the Fulminator Mages are? Uh, how much cost for a playset? I don't know. I think I saw like... 200,000. Two or three cost like 100 and something. 300,000. Four cost 144. 144 for four of them. Yeah, that puts them at $35, $36 each. How much should I buy my four? I don't remember. We bought in Vegas. I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't remember Vegas. <laughs> We're not supposed no. to remember. How, how well did the price on Monastery Mentor keep up, actually? Let me check. They crappy. Did it drop like a rock? I think Monastery Mentor was actually like... It was expensive. Isn't that like the, the second it's, most expensive it's card using, in the set? It's using Legacy. Let me check, it, Let me check it right now. Yeah. Okay. Of course it's using Legacy. So There's a whole Mentor deck based around it. Yeah, oh, Monastery Mentor is about $11, so that's pretty cool. It did a lot better than Soulfire. It's <laughs> the only other card in the, in the entire set that's more than 10 bucks. The only other one being Ugin. <laughs> So yeah. everything else, Dang. garbage. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, there's some cool cards and stuff. Well, just none of them the are pricey. Just you don't get very much value for your packs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like if you go and you buy a box of Fury Forge online, it's not expensive at all. <laughs> I feel like you would know this. <laughs> and I would. Yeah, and I do buy a lot of boxes. I buy a lot of sealed product. I recently bought two boxes of Modern Masters. Had some great drafts there. That was, those were fun. Those were really fun. <laughs> uh, we got a, we got some beautiful cards. Got a foil Linvala, which I am loving because I love the angels. I love red white. Um, got a nice uh, foil Verdant Catacombs too. I'm excited about that. Just those lands Damn. are all so beautiful. Let's uh -oh. check out Never standard mind. meta right now. Martin well, vehicles. Still number one. Yay. Four color Sahili, and then another four color Sahili deck. But this one has an Ulamog. I love Ulamog. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. I love the angel. I love angels and Boros, and I love the Eldrazi. And uh, out of all the Eldrazi Titans, the new Ulamog, Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger, gotta be one of my favorite. Uh, gotta be one of my favorite cards ever. No, released. I think I want to end up wow. building this four color Sahili deck like because the, I really want to play standard. Just right like now. the Eldrazi. I yeah. love the Eldrazi, I, but general. this Ulamog is just so. It's so useful. It's not banned like Emrakul is uh, in freaking everything. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's also got this this like targeted exile when it comes in, as well as the fact that it's got this Millsile puts an opponent on a three turn counter if you're playing modern or standard, puts him on a five turn counter if you're playing commander. Uh, and it's of course it's indestructible as Ulamog always is. And that is awesome. I think this is by far my favorite of all the Titans that they've released. And I have the other Titans as well. Um, Emrakul. Uh, back in the day, you know, it's a little. I just, I mean, it's ever cool. It's a game ender. 
It's this one was cool. Come on, is that that for a reason? Yeah, it was. <laughs> she's a she's a great card. She's just, I mean, you use her to end the game. <laughs> that's all. That, but like Ulamog, you can get in there, and it's like it's. It, I don't know. There's just something more satisfying, as well as the fact that I had uh, my very first pre-release. The pre-release promo that I got was, was Ulamog, yeah. and that was awesome. So I got to play <laughs> Ulamog like right from the get-go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, speaking of Ulamog in, um, in, in standard right now, uh, I actually have my Ulamogs in a red-white deck and as well as uh, that green emerge deck that I mentioned. Um, because once you emerge into It of the Horde Swarm, which is a 4-4 insect that creates two insects uh, tokens, but it's an 8 mana a CMC, you can Eldritch Evolution into Ulamog, which is hilarious. <laughs> so on turn 4, which is roughly the first turn I can play uh, It of the Horde Swarm, um, I, can, I can get It of the Horde Swarm out, Next turn, it's Ulamog, and that's really so cool. So turn five, Ulamog? Yeah. Yep. Problem with that is that turn five, Ulamog doesn't get the um, the the targeted exile that he that he gets oh, typically because, because he's not cast getting him. cast. But still, you put him on. But I mean, okay. I mean, an, indes- no an indestructible ten ten with uh, <laughs> exile the top twenty cards of your library when you attack. on turn five. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's in standard. And yeah. actually, yeah, and I mean, that's that's standard like doesn't have any exile. Right that's now. like slowest. Standard does have a lot of exile. Actually, we've got um, we've got uh, uh, declaration in stone. We've got oh, a yeah. lot of the um, now it's great. We've got a lot of the Eldrazi things that cause uh, like word exile things. Uh, we've got the. Uh, what do you call it? Oh What's my goodness! Do? There's just a lot of a lot of cards in in the Eldrazi with like ingest and stuff that don't get used, but actually, you know, they do have exile. But it's exiling cards from your library. We have exile for the field. We've really only got those really uh, like big spells, Declaration in Stone and. I love Declaration in Stone. It's still such a great card. I uh, Declaration in Stone is uh, kind of the bane of my existence. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot else? of stuff we can still talk about. What else is happening right now? Well, there was no bannings in the last one, so everything's still pretty much the same. We're just waiting on M1 Ket to see what changes in standard. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to see the next few spoils. Oh, yeah. These oh, ones yeah. Have, these ones I have been love, exciting. I'm not, I love that they waited, like, till two weeks before the pre-release to spoil anything. <laughs> When is the pre-release? Uh, well, the set comes out on like the 28th or something, right? So the pre-release is a week or two weeks beforehand. So either the 14th or the 21st, I guess. Oh, okay. So we're coming up on it already. Yeah, pretty fast. I guess we should go to that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go to it. I would love to go to it. I love going to the pre-releases. I love going to the pre-releases, but I don't love going to pre-releases when, there's, uh, when it's at a place that is just gigantic and filled with people. We used to go to Channel Fireball. <laughs> And Channel Fireball, you know, it's great. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff to, to purchase. There's a lot of, you know, it's just, it's a well-run store. But I don't like being in a room with 80 other guys that, kinda, <laughs> that, that are sweating. It's hot. Well, look, it smells funny. Honest. And a lot of them are kind of... Channel Fireball doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Let's but just I mean, be honest really uh, quick there. The, uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of bodies all in one room, and it gets uncomfortable it's, fast. It, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big thing. The other big thing is that there's nobody at Channel Fireball that I've really gotten to know before. Like, yeah. There's so many people that you don't get to like meet people. We've recently been playing the last two um, pre-releases at a new place in Santa Cruz where there's roughly only 20 people. Mythic? Um, yeah, Mythic Games. Yeah, yeah and... Though, uh, even though Xavier's car got towed Max, from there. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a we had a car towing Little incident. Mishap. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, and uh, it cost us about four hundred bucks, but who cares? It was yeah. a good it was a good night, and it's something we could tell our children uh, in the future that we 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 went to a magic like, tournament, and the most money we spent was getting our car back. I know. Yeah. Everyone, so watch out where you park. <laughs> did you guys park in the bank? No, we park, parked. Park, we parked right in front of the um, Trader Joe's, and they right. had like a two hour parking thing. And we thought we had gotten towed because we were there for more than two hours. Yeah. Turns out we had gotten towed because where we had parked was not a legal parking spot. Despite <laughs> the fact that when we went to go to our car, there was another car parked in that parking spot. So they should have gotten towed too, and I'm sure they did. Uh, they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty rough. Um, anyways, yeah, but we've been going to this new place, um, about 20, okay. 20 people roughly, yeah. and it's a lot of the same people. You get to know uh, some people. Is it a lot the of small people. Mythic Games with the back room full of Warhammer stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah I've been there before. And it's, yeah. uh, I really that like it. I, 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 I think I it's appreciate having a smaller group of people um, do, to do a pre-release with. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it. That's why I, I miss ZBs because I mean it was pretty it was pretty intimate there. Like, well, there's a actually, small number of people. A large amount of the ZB crowds currently they drive up to Los Banos. Oh god. What's in Los Banos? Um, Los, Banos. Los Banos used to have a used to have a, a card shop but it closed down. Uh, there's a card shop there right now where everyone from ZBs must be new. It's Must been be there, I think, about there. two years, three. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. And okay. everyone drives up there to play modern because they specifically will do modders on Friday. <laughs> modern. So nice. that's why they, everyone goes up there because it's a small store. There's like maybe 10, 20 people on a Friday night, but they start at seven. But I haven't been able to make it over, so I don't know how exactly any looks. Yeah, how long does it take to get up to Los Banos from here? Los Banos is about 45 minutes now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did... It's rough. It's about, <laughs> it's, it's about as close as everything else. True, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like same same amount of time to get to channel. And maybe you don't have to deal with that status traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, the... Whew. Oh. Yeah, the traffic's freaking horrible going to Channel Fireball. It's, it's kind of, it's sometimes, well, it is next to an airport. <laughs> it is kind of depressing yeah, sometimes that is also to, true. to have to, <laughs> to have to go so far away to, to just play Magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have no local well, game that's store. Well, we don't enjoy the one in town over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really just don't like the one in the town it's over. Just, he doesn't, he, I don't know, he only does standard. I would be willing to do standard. He does more than standard. He, he plays. He does, he does commander every uh, does, fifth, every fifth Saturday. He does so, yeah. um, He does. He does commander. It, the problem with that store is not that. It, the problem I have with it is not that it's like like a poor store. It's the fact that the the man who typically is there or owns it does not play magic. He has one employee who plays magic, and I do not think is actually a judge. So when they have you know, sanctioned events, they don't actually have a judge there. <laughs> no. Uh, which is kind of a problem. Um, which, and, and that's, that's really the big issue. Uh, a lot of times if you go into trade cards or to, um, not, not trade cards, but to sell cards or whatnot, the prices you, will be bizarrely fluctuating. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes they don't, you can't. Yeah, sometimes and you sometimes can't you trade just simply will not accept cards. Um, I know how because he does, for 10 bucks. but I understand why he does that. <laughs> Because he doesn't, he doesn't know how much the cards cost, and he has a guy that 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 does that for him. It's just kind of rough because that's the only card shop nearby, and it's just not worth it sometimes. Yeah. However, it is the it is close enough that uh, you know we can drive to and pick up 
Eternal Masters or Modern Masters are those sets that won't ever be released at yeah. Target. And a little yeah, bit of a markup, but yeah, <laughs> but it's a little pricey, but, but it's okay. Yeah, because we, I mean, we'd waste that much money on gas yeah. <laughs> if we go somewhere else. And, and we're patient. And honestly, you know, yeah. just a seat like a two, like a like a little game of Pack Wars in Eternal Masters or Modern Masters is pretty dang fun. It's I think it's worth the, the dollar markup or two dollar markup that you had to pay. Yeah. The drafts are nice. Yeah, I we should the, draft I need the that new again. sealed and the new Modern Masters. But yeah, recently we drafted Modern Masters, and uh, tell us, uh, tell us what decks you guys made when we played Modern Masters oh this last year. Oh, God. I can't even remember. I think I just ended up going... Because I remember specifically what I did. I think I did Green Red. Okay. Oh, yeah, green okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I think you had a lot of... Blood rush. Yeah, that? no, I had a lot of blood rush. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot of blood rush. So. I had a lot of blood rush. Yeah, so you, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty. Uh, um, I just, I just remade. No, it was Jund. Yeah, it was red, blood, green. That's right. Splash of black. I played a, I played a, 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 a bant. Uh, and a little band, yeah, I played a little band deck that focused around populating and uh, just creating tokens out of nowhere. Yeah, so a lot of like really gigantic uh, oozes and uh, rhinos and elephants everywhere. Yeah, there, were, there were a David, lot of oozes. You and David went a lot more control route, and I just ended up trying to just go rush. Yeah, you went aggro. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, and that's probably why he doesn't like it because he never wins when he plays it. it it's only, only he doesn't rush. know how to play it right. Blood rush everything. No, Always kidding, attack. I'm I'm never block. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, blood rush is a really cool uh, uh, keyboard too. I just never, you know, like I want to make it. I want to make it. I don't know. Well, it's because some of the blood rush cards aren't really that good. But some of them are really good. Some of them are like plus three, plus three for one, and that's yeah. awesome. But uh, anyways, um, the new modern masters uh, uh, set like really lends itself well to drafting. Um, the only, I mean, there's a, it's very obviously meant so that, like you can play three color decks no problem. We've got all of the um, Shardlands, yeah, Arcane Sanctum and stuff. That's awesome. We've had no problems playing three colors. Um, yeah, no, we got, do it a lot. In we've got masters. a ton of three color um, cards already just in general. We've got yeah. Rix's cards. We've got, uh, you know, shard cards. The only like big problem with it is that when you're drafting, some very obviously like modern cards, like cards meant to be played modern, yeah, I mean, the modern do not sequels. work as well in draft. A blood moon is not very useful when you know your average opponent is going to get two non basics. The gristle brand is not useful. A gristle brand's not useful at all unless you're playing mono black, which is a little bit difficult. Even then, it's not useful. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Uh, yeah, so things like things like blood moon, things like um, uh, what else? There's like some very specific cards that that do very little. Uh, yeah. Because they're singles and they're just. See. I mean, like Path of Exile still works. Serum Visions was still okay. I'm, ta- I'm um, talking like rares though, like. Yeah, but I mean the modern staples that they reprint because yeah, it's modern I, masters. Because yeah, it is modern masters. Uh, like I got a Liliana, uh, which was nice, but I just there was no way I could make her playable, and I I just couldn't play black at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's no way I could splash black just for Liliana. That doesn't make it, but that's like a wasted rare spot almost. I mean, it's not a wasted rare spot in that I got a, an $80 card. No, the wasted rare spot. It's a wasted rare spot in draft because I can't use it. It's just it's just unusable. Blood Moon was my biggest <coughs> problem. I got two Blood Moons 
can't use Blood Moon in draft. Yeah. It doesn't work. I love yeah. Blood Moon. Unless somebody else is getting a ton of these fetch lands, which it still doesn't do much for. No, it just like they, you have to make sure you have to make sure that it's out before their fetches are. Yep. And it's just it just doesn't work. And it's kind of a bummer because that's like a fun. That's like a oh god, Blood Moon, you know? Like yeah. and then oh, like sweet, it's but... worthless in draft. But I guess yeah. that's what that kind of. Uh, implies is that if you're drafting for money you might get screwed over <laughs> pyromancer ascension pyromancer that's the other that, one that's the other one oh, yeah. pyromancer's ascension is worthless in draft the chances of you getting even two of the same common is pretty low like there's 280 cards or something in the set so it's difficult to get multiples unless you're like specifically looking for it right away yeah uh and that's and i mean good gracious <laughs> The idea of getting Power Master's Ascension off, like actually having it trigger its little—that's uh, like impossible. Is, is basically impossible. <laughs> You're not gonna kill anyone with it. It's just so that, but the the set still was very was really fun to draft. The set had a good amount of cards, money wise, that were valuable enough to at least be okay to buy the sealed product. Yeah, you know what? It was it was. I think there was a lot to it that was just fun overall. Yeah. Like, especially, and we did Path Wars too, which is really nice. Um, uh -huh. Especially, even though, you know, some cards are completely, you know, unusable in Path Wars. Uh, but it's still fun <laughs> to, like, see a really nice rare, even if it does nothing when you're playing Path Wars, when you draw it out of yeah. your deck and you've never seen it. Yeah. That's oh, always fun. And then the different artwork for the Guild Gates is nice. Oh, uh, the, the reprint of every Guild Gate, I was hoping, I was hoping so badly that they were going to reprint Maze's End, and it didn't. Oh. <laughs> no Maze's End. Uh, Maze's little... End and Draft. That would have been gross. Maze's End is just a. I, I, I'm just saying, I like Maze's End. It was a fun card. Um, I wasn't around for Standard while it was in, but I do have uh, a Maze's End deck at home that uh, it runs almost 40 land, and uh, it is and, and a lot of crackling uh, perimeters, and it is it is still fun. Yeah, that would be that would kind of be fun having Draft actually, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many? You need ten. You need gates, you need right? all of the Guild Gates. Each one. Okay, so you'd Which, have one person like drafting all the and Guild since Gates. Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> typically nobody drafts the Guild Gates unless they it's like the exact colors they need like right away, and there's yeah. nothing else in the pack. Like you could actually probably draft the guild gates, all ten guild gates, pretty easily. Yeah, they you, were commons. You'd probably you know definitely the, need Maze's End to be your very first. You know what rare. the other? Yeah. You know what the other spell actually that got really overlooked? Which uh, one? Thunder Draft. Oh, Thunderous Wrath is my is my jam. I love Thunderous Wrath, and they made it a comment. They made it a comment, so which is awesome. If you weren't using red, you would just pass it by. But. Honestly, it's a good it, just a splash. That's board. just it's such a good card. Like if you don't have card draw in your deck, then any miracle card that like that is just almost you, you kind of just have to do it. It's so good. A place of thunderous rats, uh, skillfully drawn on your first four turns. That's somebody. That's somebody dead. That's just, they take well, out. A, they take out a quarter of your opponent's life. Remember, top deck turn one against Xavier. I got a thunderous wrath, and I just immediately slammed down the mountain, revealed it, and cast it and hit him for five. That, that's, that was my turn one. Thunderous wrath is just a beautiful card, um, and I love they made it down to a common because uh, yeah. Whew. So he started the game out with fifteen life. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. Life. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Basically, <laughs> which is not bad. All right. So thanks for, for joining us as we rambled on about uh, magic today. Uh, yeah. If you enjoyed, uh, give me a, uh, you know, leave a, leave a like, a comment, and a, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Jason Jason. 
Jason. Jason Voorhees. Jason. Uh, <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason. 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 It's actually all caps, um, <laughs> and all of the O's are alternating zeros and O's. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, so again, my name is Jason Ease. Uh, over here we have. Jarrell, whoever's listening to this, I very hope you enjoyed it. We weren't. This is the first one we ever did, so we're a little yeah. rusty. We'll work out some kinks. Uh, you, you really you're can't. You're kinky. <laughs> no, sorry, man. He's, he's, he's kinky. You're rusty. I don't know. <laughs> hey, 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 oil me up. <laughs> anyways, anyways, and then David Escavel over here. And Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, um, we were. I'm really gonna miss you next week, man. I can't believe you're the first guest on this podcast. Want to miss you? Oh, what? <laughs> Jarrell didn't mention to uh, David that he was not a recurring member. Uh, no, he, he was the one that provided all the stuff and you know, actually got us to talk about it and actually try and get us going. Like, bye, guys. But, um, yeah, so we'll hopefully get to you with another podcast in, I don't know, uh, a Start week, a two week, As soon as two? we can. Yeah, that's easier. As soon as we can. As soon as we can. As soon as time permits. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're all we're all grown men. We've all got jobs. We've all got lives. Magic is a great hobby, but sometimes you know, <laughs> it it can be hard to get together. Sometimes um, it takes a good few months to actually <laughs> talk to each other again. I'd no, say, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think. So. I, I mean, we'll probably see each other within the next month. Easy. I was at like, least. we all have at least coinciding schedules. <laughs> yeah, we need to figure out a day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Here we go. All right, we'll see, see you guys. Next time. Time.